The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered cold-filtered, and cold-packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotowire Prospect Podcast, sponsored by Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. I'm Clay Link here with lead prospect writer James Anderson. James is going to be looking at your latest Farm Futures article entitled This Week's Risers, Some of the Top Prospects Making Waves in the Minor Leagues. But before we get into that, you know, I saw you, you, you uh, beating yourself up a little bit on Twitter last night for a, a play you made. And I just want to say, man, we, we all have one Blaine Hardy. <laughs> per season don't, don't beat yourself up too bad uh yeah yes and no i mean it, <laughs> i think uh yeah for those for those who don't know i started i have a nova in a couple leagues uh one of them in an 18 team staff stake league uh where you know i don't think it's the end of the world really to start any starter in an 18 team mixed league but uh one was a 15 team nfbc league and uh that's that's not what you want to do uh i think this is kind of just when playing the matchups goes a little too far you know it's it's very 
scary to deploy certain like number three, number four starters against the best offenses, but you know, you really shouldn't feel confident starting the like bottom 10 to 12% of starters against any team. And I think Ivan Nova certainly fits into that bottom 10 to 12% of starters. So while it certainly could have worked out because the offense he was facing was, was pretty bad. It was by no means a smart play uh, because of <laughs> what we saw happen. I mean, I, you know, it, it would have been one thing if it had just been Trey Mancini and the red hot Dwight Smith that were put a, put a hurt on him. But, but uh, when, when Chris Davis and Joey Rickard take you deep <laughs> in a start, you, you really have to just look in the mirror and say, you know, I, I messed up. I messed up in a big way. Yeah. I blew it. Just got to <laughs> tell yourself that. And, well, look, I've, again, I've started Blaine Hardy in the online championship last year. That was a 12 teamer. I hate to think where I could have ended up more for that, but a, a couple of bad starts could be, can be overcome. And but, I've started in that same stake league, started, you know, a couple, a couple times. Jordan Zimmerman, those combined starts may be worse than one Ivan Nova start. Well, and, you know, silver lining is, uh, I think I had, Steven Matz going for his zero out six earned run outing <laughs> in as many places as I had. You know, at least at least Ivan Nova recorded some outs. Yeah. You know, hey, I mean, some outs. Steve, Steven Matz in that, nine that outing. <laughs> no outs. <clears throat> Oof. But hey. happily deployed Matz again, and uh, he got me some of those ratio points back in, in that last outing against the Phillies. Yeah, that's big. And, you know, if you were taking this 2019. Orioles team and using the 2018 baseball, I would have said, "Hey, that's a fine stream." But in this environment, nobody's that uh, yeah. completely safe. I think that that's you know, it's we're all just really living start to start, just trying our best to not just get completely lit up because of this new offensive environment. And there is no sort of one answer. Really, I mean, mm-hmm. it, you can't just target bad teams because even bad players can hit this ball out and. Uh, yeah, it's just you really just got to make make smart moves, and that was not a smart move. And while we're just on the topic, I saw you contributed to the the Tout table uh, this week with you know members of the Tout Wars just contributing on a topic picked by Todd Zola, and I did not have a chance, but the discussion was basically how are you changing your your game plan, your approach with the the new environment, the juice ball. What was your answer, kind of in short? Uh, I think you. I think everyone pretty much needs to roster a a reliever who might not be getting saves, but is someone that they can plug in on a week when they just have no starters that they feel good about running out there. And I know that all, you know some players just don't like to use a roster spot on that type of a, a pitcher, but uh, you know maybe not in twelve team leagues, but I think in fifteen team leagues. Even if you missed out on the guys that you know we talk about all the time, like Adovino and Ryan Presley, uh, I'm guessing Nick Anderson's probably gone in most of those leagues now. But I mean, even someone like Robert Stevenson, I mean, there's there's plenty of relievers who are are helping you more than they hurt you and aren't getting saves that are probably still out there in most leagues. Hell yeah, go Bobby, go Bobby, hey, go Reds. So that is really good to see Bobby contributing and playing a meaningful role. I swear this Reds pitching staff is kind of blowing my mind right now. Sonny Gray's pitching really well. This staff as a whole has been just brilliant. Waiting for the bats to heat up, although they've been on a little bit of a roll. But James, I want to get to your latest article again, Farm Futures this week's risers, and 
Um, we are starting to see on your top 400 guys with the green arrows and the, the red arrows down as guys are rising and falling. And uh, one guy who's caught your eye recently is Helio Ramos of the Giants. I know you're a little skeptical, but you're seeing things so far this year that make you think the power and the power growth this year is, is pretty sustainable. Yeah, well, he's always going to have monster raw power, but uh, just what he did in the AZL, what he did at low A, uh, there were some aspects that at least led me to believe that you know even even if he was getting to that power, it would probably come with a uh, middling average. And you know he he's made some adjustments this year. Where last year it was sort of a focus on using the whole field cutting down a little bit on strikeouts this year he's continued to use the whole field uh continued to sport a decent strikeout rate given his age and uh his raw power but he's added uh some patience to his approach he's also uh dramatically increased the amount of fly balls he's hitting obviously a lot of noise still in the the numbers there but uh you know if he's going to be hitting you know over 40 percent fly balls and walking over 10 percent of the time then not only is he going to be a significant contributor for power but he's uh going to be a, a more complete hitter and and a guy that could probably help a little bit in in batting average and obp so uh, obviously a guy that's that's gone in in most dynasty leagues long gone but i would consider buying high on on ramos right now if you can you know he's inside my top 100. If you can acquire him for for one of those guys that are that's just outside the top 100, I think uh, that's a move I would make. Interesting. Well, before we move on to your next uh, guy, you wrote up here. Quick note from our friends over at Draft. If you love fantasy baseball, then you need to try my new favorite app, Draft. It's daily fantasy baseball, but not like the other guys. On Draft, you play real live snake drafts with other people, just like in your season long league. Drafts last for just one night, and once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Just set it and forget it. And the best part, play for cold, hard cash. You get paid out the next day. Drafts start from just $1, so there's a draft for everyone. I recently took uh, Patrick Corbin because I'm sticking by this idea that, you know, if I could get a guy in cores who really hits, it's going to really separate me, and I'm going to hit big uh, one of these days, James. Hey, one Hopefully during a, a Marquez start because that will benefit me. And all my season-long leagues as well. But you can join me on Draft today. Just search Draft in your app store or play right from your computer on Draft.com. For a limited time only, all Rotowire Prospect Podcast listeners get a free entry into a real money baseball draft when you make your first deposit. But all you have to do, you have to do this to get that, is use my promo code Rotowire. That's right, play a real money game for free just by using my promo code Rotowire when you make your first deposit. Search draft in your app store or go to draft.com and enter promo code ROTOWIRE. Next up, James Terso Ornelas of the Padres. Um, still a young guy, still a little bit of ways off, but uh, what he's showing right now is pretty impressive given that he's jumped up in competition and yet the plate skills are kind of taken off. Yeah, he's the youngest hitter at high A, which is you know, the Padres pretty much always have the youngest hitter at low A and the youngest hitter at high A, uh, just based on their organizational philosophy. But, uh, you know, he's, he's always walked a ton. He, uh, has always used the whole field and he really hasn't fallen off at all, despite this bump in competition. And, 
Uh, I'm still trying to, you know, we don't really know where the hit tool is going to end up. Uh, but he's got a really high ceiling in OBP, batting average, home runs. And so that really just makes him appealing in all formats if you're playing OBP or points leagues. Uh, you know, Ornelas really kind of transcends league format. So, you know, still a, a name that is unfamiliar to some, but a name who most that play in, in normal-sized dynasty leagues have known about for a couple of years now. But, uh, you know, really impressive that he's – kind of carried over what he was doing at low A after this bump up as the youngest hitter at high A. So I, I moved him uh, just inside my top 100. Very nice. I mean, that's yeah top 100 prospect, only 19. That's pretty nice. Um, yeah, the, the fact that he's got such you know, steady plate skills at that age really is appealing. Hopefully we'll continue to see growth over the rest of the season. Next up, Spencer Howard of the Phillies. Um you kind of left a little bit of a, you know, a, a not like a dangling, you know, like a carrot by any means, but just said that, you know, if he does this, then he could really take off this season. Is he living up and, and doing what you were hoping that he would do to kind of unlock that next level? Yeah, in his <clears throat> in his preseason outlook, I wrote that he did not start touching 100 miles an hour until late in 2018, and so his stock hadn't. Uh, fully blown up. I know that there's plenty of people that have been high on him all offseason, but uh, still a guy that was out there in some dynasty leagues. Uh, but I, you know, I said if he comes out pumping that type of gas with solid command early in 2019, he's really going to take off. And I haven't seen any reports of him hitting 100 this year, but he has hit 99 on several. Only 99. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> only 99 uh, for a starting pitcher uh, on several occasions. And he, you know, he's got 30 strikeouts in 20 innings through four starts, but I think it's more impressive that he's only walked four over that span because his command was kind of what was holding him back uh, the last couple seasons. That's why he was at low A for all of last year, I think as a 21 year old. So the fact that he's throwing strikes and is, has carried over uh, close to that same level of velocity he was showing last year is is really impressive so Howard inside the top 100 now and he's really there, there's a big up arrow there I mean as long as he stays healthy and as long as he keeps uh throwing a decent amount of strikes I think he's going to get the bump up to double a uh fairly soon and then if he carries it over against double a hitters this is a guy that could finish the year inside the top one or inside the top uh, 50 overall very nice now Kyle Isbell the Royals was a player that in multiple leagues I had queued up was hoping to get a share of in the dynasty, but he kept going like right before I had a chance, and I'm really regretting it now, James, because while he's hurt right now, he was off to a brilliant start. Uh, power was way, way up. Line drives way up. So, um, you know, looking really like a strong player. Do you think once he's healthy, he gets that promotion to double A pretty quickly? I hope so, just because he's already 22. So. Uh, you know, he should be on a fairly fast track, especially just given his improvement in plate discipline this year. I think coming into the year, it was like, well, yeah, this guy might be able to stick in center field. He's got plus speed. He's an aggressive base runner. So at the very least, you're sort of hoping for a kind of down the order guy who plays every day and gets you 20 plus steals. But if these offensive improvements where, you know, last year at low A, striking out uh, a quarter of the time, this year striking out 15% of the time 
and obviously like like you mentioned really tapping into more power if those improvements are legitimate then all of a sudden we're looking at a across the board contributor because the the speed's not going anywhere uh the defensive uh utility's not going anywhere so uh he's you know he's someone who yeah like in rdi size leagues he he went in the uh first year player draft this past off season but uh, maybe in some shallower formats a guy that's still out there and a guy that uh, could reach the majors uh, in early 2020 very interesting yeah the the isolated power mark the iso nearly doubling obviously it's early but 145 to 283 so far in 2019 that's a very good sign what about Grayson Rodriguez of the Orioles? Um, Orioles pitching prospects a little bit like second base prospects in my mind. Um, just <laughs> no, no thanks, no DL, shares. Well, no, DL Hall, uh, I'll welcome those shares, but otherwise, no thanks, no shares. Um, <laughs> you say here that you know he had a couple good, really good breaking pitches, but the changeup has actually emerged as his top pitch. So what you know? What's the total package looking like with him? Uh, it's, you know, I should have had him ranked higher coming into the year. We we barely got to see him pitch, and there was some talk about his velo being down a little bit after he signed. So I just I wanted to see what he looked like after a, a normal off season, just see how everything kind of bounced back for him. But uh, yeah, he's he's feeling pretty good right now. It, it seems like striking out almost forty five percent of the batters he's faced through uh, I think four starts. Uh, you know, he he gives me. He gave me some Forrest Whitley vibes as a prep prospect just because he was a big Texan with a couple nice breaking balls. And the changeup has passed the curveball, it seems like. And, you know, if, if that pitch continues to improve as, as maybe an above average offering, uh, maybe even a plus offering uh, to go with the, the slider and the curveball, I mean, he's going to just be a really well rounded starting pitcher uh you know i'd like to see him generate a few more ground balls i think that'll come i mean i think you know the fastball seems fairly heavy but uh you know this is a guy that obviously everyone's noticed his his hot start and i had someone ask me earlier today if if they should go pick him up like by all means scoop grayson rodriguez up he's a borderline top 100 prospect for for me right now and he's he's definitely uh, going to continue to trend up as long as he stays healthy yeah i mean K percentage almost forty five percent. That's uh, is that good? That <laughs> yeah, twenty eight of the sixty three hitters he's faced have gone <laughs> down uh, on Ks. That's silly. I mean, the heater you say only ninety three, ninety four, but is it is it like fringe average or close to plus? Uh, I think it's it's plus because of the late movement he gets. He can touch ninety five. I think with, you know as a six foot five, nineteen year old, the hope with him would be that maybe he sits closer to like 90 94 to 96 by the time he reaches the majors i think that that's certainly possible so uh you know it's not when a guy's got a deep four pitch arsenal and throws enough strikes you know sitting 93 94 isn't the worst thing as long as there's some movement to it because uh you're staying out of that sort of danger zone of like 98 99 uh for starters and that that can be it's not always the best thing to just have elite velocity. I mean, right. it's it's better, I, I think, to just be a really well-rounded pitcher. Yeah, and trust your stuff to throw you know, throw strikes. Uh, <clears throat> Erod, you better be listening. No, he's definitely not listening. Um, but, yeah, I think it's interesting, too, that he is kind of you know, throwing this change and leaning on it more. If you notice that with other prospects, because it seems like around 
the major leagues, we're seeing that as a trend where people are moving away from even sliders and curves and throwing more change-ups. Uh, I can't answer that off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, just know, saw, I, I read something about that and thought it was kind of interesting. Guys just changing speeds. Obviously, well, it makes sense that it would help them keep hitters off balance. I mean, it's the change-up's a feel pitch, so it's it's often the last thing to get developed in the repertoire just because it's, it's a lot easier to learn how to spin a breaking ball than it is how to break off a good change-up. And some teams, I think, are uh, better at teaching it than others. And it, it often just helps just kind of uh, the more reps you get, the, the better you can kind of learn to sort of have that feel that's needed for the pitch. So sometimes guys don't even uh, develop one until they get to the big leagues or at least develop a one that they're comfortable throwing, which is what makes the guys with the elite change-ups in the minor leagues like uh, Chris Paddock and Jesus Lizardo and Forrest Whitley. It's what makes them so special is that it's already a part of their game. Yeah, I think it was a lot of, at least in spring training, and we talked about Jason Coletta guys experimenting at least with change-ups. I think more teams want youngsters to add the change-ups to really get to that next level. Anderson Tejeda, we talked about, I mean, Helio Ramos increasing his launch angle. I mean, look at Anderson Tejeda, only a 16.7% ground ball rate, so he, too, is really working to get the ball in the air. How's that working for him so far? Uh, He's just, (laughs) he's making uh, a lot more hard contact. It's resulting in a unsustainably high uh, batting average on balls in play. Uh, This is a guy that, you know, really could have been challenged with an assignment to double A to start the year. He spent all of last year at high A, was almost 20% better than the league's average hitter. But he's back there, I think, for probably like a a four or five week uh, tune up before getting the bump up there to double A. Uh, Still just 20 years old, though. And so it's not like he's, he's old for that level. And coming into the year it was the hit tool was probably the the lesser of his five tools uh he's got the arm uh, and the glove for shortstop so that's that's exciting he's an above average runner he's always had plus raw power but this new batted ball profile for him i think is going to help him hit for a high enough average uh well and and he uses uses the whole field which you know i wouldn't necessarily expect from middle infielder with his type of power but he's he's uh figured out how to do that i think it just kind of ups maybe that floor on the hit tool so that we can buy into a guy that's maybe a little bit better than like a 240 245 hitter very nice cal league i was looking at wood ducks and i thought maybe that was around here but no that's cal league. that's or it's carolina league I think. oh carolina league right right maybe when i go see my brother down in the carolinas i can go check him out Real quick note, though, from our sponsor, Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. America's pastime is back. The smell of the grass, the crack of the bat, and now that sensation of money burning a hole in your pocket. Just play Yahoo Daily Fantasy and find a baseball contest that's right for you. Go head-to-head against a friend or find someone online. With quick match, you'll go up against another player of your skill level. Play for free or for cash, and the best part is there's no management fee. You keep 100% of your winnings or play in groups for a larger pot and become uh, in bigger bragging rights and guaranteed prize pool contests. Every day there's a no-management fee contest, meaning we take nothing and all players have a better chance to win. For now, uh, now you really obsessive fans out there, you can set up a league that can span anywhere from two contests to an entire season. 
Yahoo Daily Fantasy is easy to play. Just deposit some cash, choose a game, and get to winning. Come make a deposit and get started. Use promo code ROTO25 for $25 in free play with your first deposit. The sooner you get to playing, the sooner you can get to winning. Go to yahoo.com slash daily fantasy today. You could be celebrating tonight. Next up, James Ryan Weathers of the Padres. And, we, you know, we sit in here every in the office every draft day, and uh, you do great work with providing updates in real time as players are picked. And I remember last year when Ryan Weathers was picked, you were kind of meh. You know, you weren't that enthralled. You weren't that excited by that pick. But you're coming around on Ryan Weathers. What's he doing to uh, increase his stock in your eyes? Uh, you know, I I was probably just wrong uh, on draft day. So, you know. You he, get so many right that we can you know, harp on him. Maybe he hasn't really even done anything uh, that he wasn't always doing. It's just that I've kind of noticed it a bit more uh, than I had. You know, he – He's a, a lefty, obviously with really good bloodlines. Uh, has a couple fastballs that that he uh, can locate to all quadrants of the zone. He has posted elite ground ball rates because of those uh, because of those pitches. And then you know the changeup, his flash plus, the curveball flashes plus. I think he's on track for probably both of those to be plus offerings by the time he gets to the big leagues. So. I mean, the command is also just really, really advanced for a guy his age. So it's just kind of a matter of staying healthy and continuing to to build up that workload. He's uh, not quite as big as uh, Grayson Rodriguez, but, I mean, I think he's looking the part of maybe a future number two starter. So that that Padres pitching just continues to – continues to to trend up minus the awful news we had yesterday about Anderson Espinosa needing a second Tommy John surgery uh ended up bumping him completely out of the top 400 because of that it's just very very few guys uh come back from two Tommy Johns and it's even rare for a guy to be a starting pitcher and come back from two Tommy Johns so bad news for him but I mean with obviously everyone knows about Chris Paddock but you know Mackenzie Gore's off to a great start uh, they have just a really, really deep system, and every everyone knows that. But Ryan Weathers is just a guy that is sort of a, a luxury piece for them, where they just have so many guys ahead of him, like Luis Patino, who is close to the top fifty. Uh, Weathers and Patino and Gore and Paddock. I mean, those guys could all be number two or better starters. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, just a a wealth of of quality arms in the in that system and Weathers is just a guy that I I was too low on coming in and he's knocking on the door of the top 100 now. Yeah, that Padres team could be real scary in a couple of years. I mean, they're already looking like a legitimate. I mean, probably not a contender this year, but a team that's you know at least maybe hang around till late in the season. I was shocked that the Reds took three of four in San Diego. I'll just say that. Now Monty Harrison, this is. One of my guys that I really love, and uh, there are some obvious flaws with him. But early on this season, he's really cut down on that swing and miss. That was obviously the biggest concern with him. And yeah, we're early, but K percentage is one that starts to stabilize quicker than others. Swing percentage in particular, but K percentage is right there with it. And twenty nine point six percent out down you know, seven percentage points from last year. How much are you buying into this improvement from Monty Harrison? Well. You know, I moved him up, uh, I don't know, 60, 60 spots or so on the top 400. It's, 
you know, that may seem like, wow, you're really overreacting, but uh, there's a very big difference between start or between striking out 37% of the time at double A and just under 30% of the time at triple A. Like, you know, any, anyone that's striking out 37% of the time at double A, I'm going to be extremely skeptical about them ever hitting for, you know, any kind of an average that's not just a complete drain. But, you know, we can work with 29.6% uh, for a guy with his tools at AAA. If he can kind of keep it in that range, then maybe he's only like a 32% guy in the big leagues, 33%, something like that. And it's, you know, it's not going to be uh, awesome, but there's guys having success right now this year in the big leagues with elevated K rates that we typically haven't seen uh, translate over into decent batting averages, but that that's happening for some guys in the early going and I'm interested to kind of see how that trend evolves this season but obviously with Harrison he's been on the radar forever because of the power and the speed and the uh just the body the physique the the tools it's just so exciting but the swing and miss has just always kind of been pretty scary and if these these improvements are legitimate then uh yeah I'll, we'll have to start buying into him as a everyday player uh, at some point you know, maybe in the second half this year, I I really hope they're patient with him because uh, the last thing I'd want is for him to get rushed up in like late May or early June, have him fall flat on his face and then get like sent back. And I'd like them to just kind of keep him at AAA for most of the season uh, just so that he can kind of continue to uh, entrench these, these good habits that he's fallen into. Yeah, just so easy to dream on the tools, you know, and just we saw him briefly in the fall league, just an absolute physical specimen. And um, I'm hoping the Marlins get something out of that deal. Yeah, I mean, at this point, he's probably looking like their best bet to uh, recoup value from that deal. And, mm. uh, you know, he's talented enough that he could be one of their best players in a year or two. Uh, so certainly – not going to be a complete nothing return for them. I think one of those four guys emerges as a useful piece. I mean, they, they really don't have any chance of, of winning that deal anymore, but, uh, no, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, it'd be nice if they just walk, were able to walk away with a couple everyday players. Yeah. There's one big, you know, capable big league. <laughs> a real quick note, uh, tired of the grind trying to win on DraftKings or FanDuel, spending so much time trying to set the perfect lineup only to fall short of winning big. Well, our friends at Prize Picks have created the most simple and fast daily fantasy game. All you have to do is choose over or under correctly on a player's fantasy point projections to win. No competing against thousands of pros while trying to meet a salary cap with Prize Picks. It's just you versus the projections. Prize Picks has new boards uh, of selections up every day covering players from the N- MLB. Uh, from MLB, NBA, PGA, NHL, UFC, NFL, and NCAA football, and more. They're also the first DFS site to allow you to make cross-sport entries so you can go under on Durant while taking Tiger on the over. Prize Picks really is daily fantasy simplified. Visit rotowire.com slash prize picks to sign up now or use promo code WIRE when you download the Prize Picks app. James, finally, Brian Reynolds... You, I think you wrote a little bit about him last week, didn't you? But along with Cole Tucker, who you know, both got the call a couple of days later, beating your estimate, but uh, that was a, a timely write-up by you. Brian Reynolds hurt himself the other day, 
I think that was yesterday, but um, you're optimistic that if he does continue to play at the big league level, he will thrive. Yeah, I, I bumped him uh, well inside my top 200, and I just I wanted to write about him uh, just to kind of point out that it the reason that I bumped him up is the same reason that he got that promotion. And it wasn't because he got that promotion. It's just the, the power that he's shown this year is a complete game changer. And I know the balls at AAA are juiced, but so are the big league balls. And it's, it's really kind of funny that he was uh, sort of just, universally kind of slept on coming into the year i you know i was too low on him uh because of the lack of power and the fact he's probably limited to left field but pretty much everywhere was just not that high on him and that's just weird for a guy who has posted the batting averages that he's posted at every stop and the the strikeout rates and all that stuff so uh, you know, he was available in some pretty competitive dynasty leagues I play in uh, before the season. It's obviously not the case anymore. Uh, but I did just want to point out, like, he's probably going to go back to the minors in a, in a couple weeks, assuming Starling Marte gets fully healthy, Corey Dickerson gets fully healthy, and that uh, Gregory Polanco stays healthy. But I, I do hope he can return from this uh, quad thing hopefully soon so that he can at least sort of show what he can do against big league uh, pitching so that he can be next in line if he does go back down for uh, for a call up later this year. Well, I know you got to get out of here pretty quick, but you excited for Vlad Day on Friday? Yeah. It is going to be Friday, right? I mean, there's no puck game that's going to get in the way. <laughs> I, was, I mean, I'd, I don't follow hockey at all, but I – I stupidly commented that it didn't make any sense that he wasn't up and then had had some hockey observers let me know that oh it's the, it's the Leafs game the Maple Leafs game hey, that's you can't you can't bring up Vlad to compete with that the Maple Leafs action <laughs> so got to wait got to wait for Friday but that's you know that's it's whatever I'm excited to plug him in in the leagues where I have him yeah absolutely now do you have an entry in the the latest the latest entry into the top uh, most memorably bad hip hop song. I do. It's it's probably one that I would end up putting higher if I just sat down and did this whole list from scratch. <laughs> but yeah. uh, we've totally been mailing in this this list, just kind of coming up with a different one every week because these these are all twenty grade songs. They're so who cares I mean, if who cares if the order's not quite perfect? They're you know? they're, they're all equally horrific. And uh, this week's entry for me is uh, "Money Maker" by Ludacris. Uh, I don't even remember that song. It's it's pretty bad. Uh, I'm not gonna sing the chorus, but it's just he says money maker a lot and shake shake your money maker and oh, okay. I uh, remember that now. Not I, I I can't remember which album this was off of. This was uh, probably after I was at the stage in my life where I just bought every single hip hop album that came out, regardless of whether the person that released it was any good or not, but. Um, I've heard this song enough to where I think it, it qualifies. It's it's a terrible song. Nice. Yeah, I'm just going with Always on Time this week, which, you know, we've gone over. It was already on your list, and I thought, you know, I'd just hold out and make this number one because it is one of the worst, but realistically there are far worse songs um, from the early 2000s, late 2010 range. So uh, I'll throw that in here. This seems like a fine placement for Always on Time by Ja Rule. <laughs> And Ashanti. Well, that'll do it for us, James. We appreciate the insight. We'll talk to you next week 
on the Rotowire Prospect Podcast, sponsored by Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.